Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, it's going to be seemingly dry this morning and then more showers later on today. Because, you know, why not? It's spring. Spring is sprung. But April showers bring May flowers. Um, no, actually, April showers drown out the May flowers. You know what May flowers bring? Pilgrims? Imperialism. Yeah, that's I even love funnier. Imperialism. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Syphilis too. They brought oh, syphilis yeah, over I love with syphilis. them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, we have the uh, the keyword to cash coming up after eight o'clock. Here's the here's the the good part. You could win a thousand dollars. Yeah. Here's the bad part. It's a full two syllable word. What? And I am required to spell it for everybody. Oh, God, you. And, you know, and I know that's going to be uh, that's going to be trying for all of us. Maybe you don't have to do the acronym thing while you're spelling it. Maybe you can just spell the word and not have to go through that whole. Was it wriggle morol? Rigor morol? What is it? What is it? How do you say it? I thought it was a uh, rigmarole. Oh, it's that rigor mor. When you do that rigor mortis thing, yeah, it's you're not like rolling. A, yeah, no. But if, if but if you can just avoid that, we could just spell the word, and then people would get the word. And well, rigor morol is a four-syllable word. I'm only talking about a two. Well, I know I, I know that's a four-syllable word. I'm just saying that without having to go through that four-syllable uh, debacle. You know, let me see how it feels after 8 o'clock. Maybe I won't do it. Maybe I will do it. All right. It's all a matter of uh, you know, how much time we have. Yeah. Anyway, there's that and other stuff this morning, too. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, seemingly dry this morning, but then more rain to move in throughout the Pioneer Valley and a high of 52 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. Looking at 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right, so uh, 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke. Am I allowed to say that word? Uh, 97-year-old? Yes. Sure. All right. He's uh, He isn't heeding warnings to slow down, and loved ones fear his grueling new acting gig on Days of Our Lives will finish him off. Just weeks after a terrifying car crash left, the, uh, left him uh, allegedly concussed, the 97-year-old Mary Poppins legend proudly confirmed he'll star on the daytime soap as uh, sources say his 51-year-old wife, Arlene Silver, took his keys away from him. But that won't halt him from living life in the fast lane. He's uh, charging ahead with his new 10 hours a day TV role and saying that everyone needs to butt out and leave him uh, to enjoy the time he has left however he wants. He's 97 years old. What are you tell a 97-year-old guy to do? That, that's a, you know what he just said. Everyone needs to butt out and leave me alone. Like, I, just let me do my thing. If this is what I want to do, if I want to go out uh, being killed off by... Uh, well, Stefano DeMero dead. Uh, right, and Victor Kariakis is really dead. a part of yeah, it now. No, no, no. Who else is there? Uh, uh, John Black still on that John show? John Black, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, or uh, who's the other guy? Tony. Uh, Tony. Stefano's son. Uh, Tony DeMero. Oh, yes. Yeah, he yes. could, he could uh, you know. Yes. I'm going to make. Listen, I'm going to take vengeance out on you, you 97 year old man. Who wants to take vengeance out on Dick Van Dyke? One of the most beloved celebrities of all time. 
Well, I mean, if he's part of the Days of Our Lives uh, franchise, uh, you know, he's going to be taken out. You know what's going to happen? He's going to die on the show, right? Mm -hmm. And then about a year later, he's going to come back to life in the show as a different actor. And they're going to say, oh, I came back to life after having uh, life-saving plastic surgery. Wasn't it always weird when they had, like, a new actor play a character and then they they did that overlay thing on the screen saying the new uh, John Black will be played by uh, yes. Drake Hoge, 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 what how do you say Drake Hogestein Hogestein yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't know, I don't know uh, how they do it well it's a it's a great show and I uh, I wish him the best he probably won't make next week's episode but that's okay some of the interesting outfits last night at the Met Gala is it gala or gala how do you say it I uh, I would I say gala, but that's uh, you know I don't want to be judged by that. Well, yeah, I don't want to be judged by that either. But I was having this argument yesterday uh, with a family member uh, who went to a gala, and I okay. said, "Is it gala or gala?" Well, in space, do you look at the galaxies or the galaxies? That's exactly what I was thinking too. I don't know what the right answer is. Anyway, uh, Jared Leto and Doja Cat's looks, Florence Pugh's shaved head. Mm-hmm. Have you, did you see any of this stuff? No. Cardi I didn't. B looking kind of sweet and wholesome for the first time in her life. <laughs> and little, I, I always say this right. Is it little Nas X? It's little Nas, right? Isn't that how it's pronounced? Steve, a minute ago you were yeah. asking whether it's Gala or Gala. Well, I, I don't know. I, don't I think know it's, it's Nas. I think it's Nas. Little Nas. Why, why is it spelled that way? Wouldn't I it don't. be N O Z Z? Why am I. Why are really? you asking all these questions? Because I'm curious. I'm, I'm. Tuesdays is my curious day. Oh, I see. Tuesdays is where I wish I had a a, a trivia guy <laughs> to, to come in and tell me all these things. But you didn't see that any of that. No, show. I didn't see it. All right, that. then don't worry about it. Woody Harrelson can't be canceled for his anti-vax comments because he doesn't care. He goes, it doesn't change my life one bit, not one bit. If the mainstream media want to have a go at you, right, my life is still wonderful. He did uh, this opening monologue on SNL back in February where he basically said, like, the whole Vax thing was a hoax and all Uh that stuff. And uh, he's absolutely right. He just didn't didn't respond to the media afterwards. When people were, like, hammering him, why would you say these horrible things and conspiracy theories? He just kept his mouth shut. And you know what? He did it right because everybody forgot about it until somebody said, hey, remember when Woody Harrelson said those horrible <laughs> things three months ago? See, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. You, you just say, keep, what you say what you say and don't ever discuss it again. And keep your mouth shut. Sharon and her 37-year-old boyfriend broke up. No word on why, but they split a few weeks ago. Uh, maybe because they had nothing to talk about because of the outrageous age difference? Well, she's, she's only 76. I mean... How much more experience does she really have than a 37-year-old? I would say significantly more. Yeah. Well, she's single. And she's ready to mingle. Yeah. Uh, You remember Wanaman? It's a 2002 comedy that starred Miguel Nunez Jr. as a star basketball player who gets suspended, so he dresses as a woman in order to play in a women's pro league. Unforgettable performance. Well, it's pretty interesting uh, time, politically speaking, to revisit that theme, and Miguel says there is indeed a sequel in the works. Hmm. Oh, Miguel won't give away any details, but he did reveal that Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors wants to be in the movie. The original had a bunch of cameos from NBA stars, including Muggsy Bogues, uh, Rashid Wallace uh-huh. and others. I like the others. 
I say others because I can't pronounce their names and I'm not going to try to Understood. Do it. Yeah. I can't believe you don't have the top story. What? The uh, the untimely death of 84-year-old Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, no way. Yes. This is why you need tetanus shots, because you will develop lockjaw if you <laughs> scrape yourself on a piece of metal. It was uh, 84, and uh, uh, we're going to have to play all the hits this morning. We, we might have to. I didn't even... Why is that not, like, a headline on, like, this uh, showbiz thing? All depends on your source, Steve. Gordon to me, this is like the, uh, the saddest story of the day. Well, we'll dive into it a little bit later on this hour. And Kim Kardashian was rolling out on the red carpet last night at the Met Gala. Really? Yeah. Is it gala or gala? I'm not sure. Well, she just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had the red carpet torn up was when Ray J came in... Uh, Came in for spaghetti. Came in first in the spaghetti jousting tournament in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn. For Is it too early to say what are you trying to say? No. <laughs> first at the spaghetti jousting. You're right. Tournament. Yes. Yeah, you uh, get it. He's jousting with the spaghetti. Caitlin. I never got that done a dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gutted the tuna. Put on a little Louisville lipstick. What are you trying to say? What I'm say? trying to say is I tap the Heinz 57 ketchup bottle with the road tomato. Oh, very good. I once had a light foot, too. <laughs> Won me a gold medal. And that's your Hollywood trash. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I've been doing a little bit of math. And while that Aurea scene is a terrible idea, I've come up with a few fascinating mathematical conclusions. For example, I recently discovered that I am just shy of having enough money to purchase an NHL franchise. Granted, my interpretation of what constitutes being just shy might be open to scrutiny, but at the end of the day, I'm just a few hundred million dollars short. Otherwise, I'd be joining the group that's about to purchase the Ottawa Senators hockey franchise for a quick $1 billion. Now, admittedly, I have been unable to find the proper conversion table that would allow me to assess the current exchange rates between U.S. and Canadian currency. But if I could, then I'm sure I could contribute between two to $300 to purchase the team. Yesterday it was announced that beloved rap mogul Snoop Dogg has joined businessman Nico Sparks in his bid to purchase the team. This would make the Senators the first minority-owned franchise in the NHL. The other top bidder for the team is the Remington Group, which boasts actor Ryan Reynolds as an investor. Now, obviously, this deal is still in the early stages and no deadlines have been set as to when the sale will be completed. But if Snoop and Nico need a few extra bucks to push their bid over the edge, then I would be more than happy to write a personal check in the amount of an impressive $231. Now, you might wonder, does Snoop know anything about owning a hockey franchise in the NHL? Well, let me take that profoundly ignorant question and ask you this. 
Does Ryan Reynolds? No, he does not. He may own part of a soccer team, but that's soccer. Meanwhile, Snoop posted on Instagram yesterday, quote, I want to bring hockey to my community. To me, that's a far more appealing idea because that has the potential to expand the fan base. Does Ryan Reynolds offer those kinds of possibilities? Apart from Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds can barely get enough people into a movie theater to watch his crummy movies. Listen, if my $231 check will move the needle on this thing for Snoop, then I am all in because to me, this is something that's long overdue. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber, Traeger, the big green egg, Rocky's has got every grilling implement and accessory a griller will ever need. Up your grilling game with Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm Bax, that's my view from the couch. Classic Rock at 611 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to seemingly feel like it's going to be dry for the rest of the day, but don't let that fool you. Mother Nature is going to come in with another set of uh, thunderstorms later on today. And a high of 54 tomorrow, rainy again with a high of 57. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. After 8 o'clock, the next uh, keyword to cash. It's a a longer word than we've had so far, so that may be a bit of a challenge for some of you. Um, But uh, you'll find out what that word is after 8 o'clock today. Is it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Let's see you come up with an acronym for that there, smarty pants. If I have to go through it, I will. I mean, make no mistake. I uh, I will not be uh, I will not be swayed against it. Uh, so yesterday I was telling you uh, I was I was fasting uh, for a blood test, you know, to get the lipid panel and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I wasn't told to fast, but I had a doctor appointment that I had scheduled last week because of some issues I was having, and uh, I was like, you Menstrual? know what? Yes, very much so. Um, I. I- <laughs> I'm having uh, a lot of bloating. Yeah, I'm uh, having uh, yeah. uterine surgery uh, coming okay. up next week. Well, good luck. Well, no. So I had to, basically when I was on vacation, I I felt I had like heartburn, like you wouldn't believe, like it was so bad. And um, I my diet has changed obviously since I've been you know working out a lot, and mm-hmm. so I haven't really been eating a, he- a lot of heavy carbs or and things like that. So I had pizza while I was on vacation, and I woke up at like 2 in the morning, and I felt like my chest was on fire, like the heartburn Mm -hmm. was like crazy, and I was having all these other symptoms and whatnot. And uh, so I uh, called my uh, my PA, and she prescribes this uh, heartburn stuff, which, which works, but then I'm having like other issues too. Uh, like on my back, and it just, it just wasn't a good uh, good scenario. Yeah. So I uh, I said, you know what? I have this appointment uh, today. Uh, I'm gonna fast. Make sure I I get a good clean blood sample. Um, that they can because I'm sure she's gonna ask for one depending on what the outcome of this whole thing is. Right. So I uh, I fasted on uh, Sunday night to go to this uh, appointment. Now the appointment's in Worthington. Worthington. Well, uh, here. I used to go to the Huntington. For years, I had this guy. He was great. It was a he was a doctor, and then he retired. You know, I, I've seen him for almost thirty years. Right. He retires, so then I have to find something else. So I want to go closer to my house. 
So I go to the Huntington Health Center and uh, get matched up with this PA. She's awesome. Right. And uh, then she decides, well, I'm going to go work at the other health center, uh, which is associated with the with the Huntington one, but it's up in Worthington. Worthington. Well, it's like 20 minutes away from my house. It's okay. not that bad. But from here, it's an hour. That's why I had to leave here yesterday right. at 9 o'clock. Well, I mean, there. just the sound of it sounds horrible. Yeah. So I go all the way. Now, I'm starving. I haven't eaten anything since 7 o'clock Sunday night. Right. I'm starving. I haven't had a coffee. Uh, Probably getting a headache. I'm getting. A, I'm just getting irritated. Like yeah. a, you know, like you're hangry. Uh, yes. That kind of thing. So I get all the way out there. The appointment's at ten thirty. Uh, one thing leads to another. She doesn't come into the room until eleven o'clock. We start discussing things, and uh, basically it comes down to, hey, maybe it's your gallbladder. You know, maybe you're having gallbladder oh, yeah. issues. Because that can sometimes feel like yeah. uh, any number of things. So uh, I'm going to have to go for some tests for that to make sure that, the, you know, to rule that out. Or if that's in fact what it is, then we have to take steps for that. But I'm not going to worry about that until, you know, we find out results and stuff. Right. Because okay, what could possibly go wrong if it had to go uh, like a surgical route? It ain't, near, yeah, it ain't so, nearly as uh, invasive as it used to be. No, 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 no. Think I, they put their foot on your head and then they get, uh, it's like a, like a suction hose to your yeah. gut and... They pull it right out. Well, I had my appendix taken out about 22 years ago, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was very uh, non-invasive, if you will. Right. They go in. They I got two little dots there to prove that where they went in. Yeah. And they sucked it out. They quartered it up with a laser, and then they sucked it out. See, I had my appendix out when I was yeah. like in uh, third or fourth grade. Fourth oh. grade. Fourth grade it was. And uh, that was they butchered the hell out of me on that one. I had mine on the day of my college graduation. What a, taken out? Really? Yeah, the day before. I thought it was. I thought I was having stomach pains because I was drinking so much all week long. But apparently, that wasn't the yeah. case. I had mine taken out. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. I had mine taken out on the day that they ran the Pinewood Derby. Oh no! You missed the Pinewood. Derby. I missed the Pinewood Derby. Here's the most incredible part. Yeah. Even though I wasn't there to to, uh, mm-hmm. to race, my car won. Did your dad go? They, uh, I'm trying to remember whether my dad went or uh, yeah no I think the dad my dad went or uh, somebody ran the car in my absence and yet I won. I would like to think somebody ran the car in your absence rather than your dad go. Well he's uh, he's incapacitated. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't hear. I can't listen to this kid cry and mo- moan one more second. Because you know, side note, you know what my dad did when I had my appendix taken out? Drank. Well, he drank with my friends. <laughs> That's what he did. Well, he well, needed to console them. Well, because uh, they're all worried about. There was you. supposed to be a graduation party, <laughs> right, uh, of my graduation day, and he figured, well, he's not going to be home. I'm just going to have his friends over, and we'll get drunk and cook barbecue chicken, and uh, it'll be a good time. I don't see any <laughs> problem with that. <laughs> I do. I see a hor- I see a huge problem with that. But but anyway, so. Now I'm, uh, you know, now now it's like 11, 11, 15, right? Right. And she says, well, I'm going to have you get the blood panel done. And I'm like, good, because I, I fasted. And I'm thinking, uh, well, you just walk down the hall to that lab. And she goes, yeah, not on Mondays. <laughs> oh, my God. They when- don't have the blood lab open on Mondays in Worthington. I had to go back to Huntington. So another 20, 25 minutes before I get back to oh the my- other... I know. How are you I, supposed to live? Well, listen. I mean, I live, I, and I said, I said, I forget. I live in Mayberry sometimes. That I'm <laughs> <to>. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the this is the downside of living out in the country. Yeah, as beautiful and peaceful and a nice town that I live in, 
it's far and it's far to get to things. And then like, oh man, now I'm going to have to wait another at least 25 minutes to get to the place. Then who knows how long I'm going to wait to get the blood. Luckily, it was only like 10 or 15 minute wait uh, to get the blood done. But it's now like afternoon time. And I went home and I made myself a giant iced coffee because that's all I freaking wanted that's all it? morning. Well, yeah, and I had uh, I had some uh, some egg salad that I had made. I would have eaten a cheesecake, one in each hand. No, that's how, that's how hungry see, I would have been. Do you understand? Like because of what I just told you, yeah, I can't eat that stuff. I can't eat like a lot of like greasy foods or yeah. And by the way, Autumn Farm is going to bring some breakfast in here this morning around eight thirty. So uh, oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they I are. had no idea. Um, so, uh, like I gotta be careful of like what I eat right. so I don't uh, cause myself to have a gallbladder attack. That is the most old man thing I've said so far in my life. My gallbladder's acting up. <laughs> so then I, you know, I'm texting back and forth. I'm sitting there waiting for the test to go and I'm, and I'm texting my sister yeah. and I said, uh, I said, yeah, well, because the, the, the PA had asked me, well, you know, if the family history, if you have a family history, usually it happens with women, but if you have a family history of it, you're more likely to have an issue with the gallbladder thing. Sure. So I was like, well, there's nobody in my family had that. So then I'm talking to my sister, and I said, uh, I said, yeah, she was wondering her family history, and she goes, well, I had mine taken out last year. And I said, you did? She goes, don't you remember that I went into the hospital and – you know, I was out of work for a week, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I thought that was like lady part surgery or something you were getting done." I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I thought that was some sort of underwear thing. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, you said, but you said bladder. I thought I don't know. Yeah, I said right. Something. And then uh, she goes, "And your grandfather had his removed too." And I say, like, "Well, <laughs> you should be my health liaison by coming with me to the doctor to fill in all the blank pe- the blank family history pieces." It's it's always interesting how uh, and and it happens. I've seen it happen in uh, families time and time again, where uh, you don't discover there's a family history of some horrible disease <laughs> until you until you've already yeah, got it until you come down with it. Yeah. I didn't know there was a family history. Oh, there's at least seven people in your family have had the same kind of condition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you not know that? So uh, so, so now I know that there's a family history of that. And uh, so we're just going to get it taken care yeah. of. But uh, that fasting thing, that needs to go. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's so inconvenient. Have we not advanced enough in technology now where you don't have to fast for a blood test? Can't you just write down... Yeah, I had a bagel and a coffee this morning. Okay, we're going to mathematically uh, subtract that from whatever your numbers are. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking, like, we live in the future. We, yeah. should, be, we should be embracing we, this We technology. should take into account. You know, it's like uh, that, should, uh, that should be absolutely. Yeah. It's like when they, when they, uh, they weigh a pet, but they weigh it in the, car- in the, in the carrier. Yeah. You know? You just, take, you just subtract through the, uh, the weight of the carrier. Or you just subtract how much you had for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the way it should be. I had seventeen pounds of food for uh, for breakfast. Okay, we'll mark that off on your lipid scale. <laughs> see? We'll take off two points. <laughs> yeah, I think that's easy. Yeah, see, I got it all figured out. It's six twenty-two at Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Munson Savings Bank is your bank for business. Businesses of all sizes trust in Munson Savings. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's six twenty-eight, and George Thurgood on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, dry to start, then rainy for the rest of the day. High of 54 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 57. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield.
you wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, let's get right Are into you it. Sure. Yes. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Someone stole my coffee cup. They stole your coffee cup. Yeah. The police report states I was mugged. Ah, you get it? <laughs> mugged? Because I the coffee. Uh, coffee joke. Yeah, I better <laughs> kind of research these before I put them on. Yeah, here. you might want to think about that. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western map. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was injured uh, in an overnight shooting yesterday on Chapel Street in Springfield. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to Chapel Street following a shot spotter report around 2.35 a.m., Yesterday morning, when officers arrived, they found an adult man with a gunshot wound. The victim was taken to Bay State Medical Center for his injuries, but is expected to be okay. The Springfield Detective Unit is investigating the incident. I shot a man! What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man! I ain't trying to hear that, see? Uh, five people are without a home after a fire in Springfield's Indian Orchard uh, neighborhood. Uh, according to Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty, uh, firefighters were called to 6 Berkshire Street at around 11 o'clock Monday night. Steve, I, I, I believe it's pronounced Drew Piamonte. Not what I heard was told. I know what you were told, but I believe his name is pronounced Drew Piamonte. Droopy Monty. Ooh, five people are without a home now. No one was injured in the fire, but the five residents were forced out and are now being assisted by the Red Cross. The arson and bomb squad is, I guess, investigating the cause of that fire. Uh, the Springfield police seized a loaded firearm and arrested two ch- suspects after a traffic stop on Saturday. According to the Springfield police, uh, on 6.30 on Saturday uh, evening, officers seized a loaded firearm and arrested two suspects near the intersection of Main and Broad Streets. Uh, officers observed a vehicle that did not have a front license plate or a valid inspection sticker turn onto Gardner Street from Main Street just after 6 p.m., Officers attempted to perform a traffic stop as the car went back onto Main Street, but the driver, who was later identified as 34-year-old Willie Briggs, did not immediately stop. Bridges. Bridges? I got Bridges. Oh, Bridges. Yeah. Oh, like uh, Todd Bridges. Very much like Todd Bridges. What are you talking about, Willie? But higher. Yeah, much higher. Bridges stopped about two blocks later where it was discovered that he did not have a license. Officers arrested Bridges after they found crack cocaine in his possession. The passenger, 31-year-old Megan DeGregorio, DeGregorio had several bags of... I can't pronounce those long Irish names. That's, I believe, it's Italian. <laughs> Whatever. Had several bags of heroin in her possession and she was also arrested. When officers searched the vehicle, they found the loaded firearm. Have you, uh, perchance, seen the mugshots of these two uh, suspects? I did, uh... She's a good-looking gal. Does it seem to you, and, I, and, and I'm not judging a book by its cover at all, and I realize this isn't exactly their best day, but do they have a look on their faces, both of them, of incredible inconvenience? Yeah. Like, right. they had plans for the day. They had a lot of plans for the day, and this arrest with the gun and the drugs and all of that stuff seems to have completely shot that all to hell. Well, Saturday night was date night. And now date night is ruined. Yeah, right. Now they have a date in court night. We were going to go to Golden Corral. I was going to show you. I was going to take you over to Marshall's and Home Goods. Yeah. See if we can get some tapestry for your your apartment. Sure. uh, Now that uh, all that is gone. 
Now look what uh, now look what's happened to us. It was going to be a full steak dinner at the Golden Corral for you, <laughs> and now now we're in jail. Now we're eating bre- bologna sandwiches. Yeah, where the cheese slice still has the plastic on it. You have to take that off. No wonder they look so angry. Yeah. An accident involving two tractor trailers and a car closed all eastbound lanes of traffic on I-84 in Sturbridge yesterday morning. According to state police, the accident occurred around 8.05 a.m. near exit 3 on I-84 with one driver, 37-year-old uh, Stanford, Connecticut man, taken to the hospital for minor injuries. One tractor trailer was sideswiped and damaged, causing debris to spill all over the highway. Steve, the I, believe, truck- I believe it's pronounced debris. Yeah, I, uh, again, uh, I don't care that you went to a... a prestigious university for yeah. six years five and a half five and a half uh it's debris and i don't know where you're getting this really who, who told you to pronounce it that way droopy monty yes it's exactly who did Ooh, it's been as debris Ew, there's so much debris uh photos shared by the state police show the two tractor trailers heavily damaged in the incident debris cargo and fuel could be seen all over the highway steve Ooh. i believe it's pronounced debris whatever <laughs> Do you hear about that French cheese truck that exploded? Debris was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this uh, this is pretty messed up. Like the, all the trash along the side of the highway, plus the pieces of the car that was hitting. Right. Hit. That's a mm, heavy cleanup, that's for sure. The East Hampton School Committee is now seeking an interim superintendent during a work session on Monday night. They discussed how to go about the process. Their goal is to fill the position by July 1st of this year. We're going to get resumes. We're going to get a work session. We're going to look at them, decide on how many candidates to call to bring forward for an interview. Then we'll begin interviews, expressed East Hampton the School Committee chairperson. Lady Elaine Fairchild, Cynthia Kwasinski. I don't believe she likes to be called Fairchild. Well, I know. She doesn't like that word at all. Uh, the Mass Association of School Committees is helping in the search process. This coming after two school committee members, Shannon Dunham and most recently Lori Garcia, have resigned in the wake of the superintendent search controversy. Lori Garcia is a 100% uh, dedicated member to the community as well as to the school committee, and I will certainly miss her point of view on the committee, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle told 22 News. <laughs> Both Dunham and Garcia were the only two school committee members to vote in favor of restarting negotiations with Dr. Vito Perone. Perone was first offered the position, but it was rescinded when he used the word ladies in an email with the committee. Their second pick... Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark withdrew after students brought forward some of her Facebook posts they said were transphobic. Another work session will be held on Monday, May 8th, to look at the resumes of potential candidates. <sighs> so uh, she does this interview yesterday with uh, with Western Mass News. We're going to talk about this after 8 o'clock. Okay. Uh, but uh, she does this interview with uh, Monty Belmonte, who used to work for our company. I believe now- it's called Drew... Uh, uh, <laughs> Piamonte Belmonte. Piamonte Belmonte. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he does. He's on New England Public Radio now, and he does this. He does this interview with uh, La Chapelle, and I asked, I I texted him because w- w- did you? I haven't heard the interview yet, but I'm guessing he didn't ask her about that incident that she had of the uh, the racist comment <clears throat> she made. Because that has a lot to do with this whole thing. If you're, if you know, she's saying that, you know, um, she's saying that she respects Miss Kuzinski's offense at the term of mm-hmm. the ladies, and you know, she supports her and all this other stuff. But you know, where that's important. 
that she was able to say something, get chastised for it, and then apologize, and everybody forgets about it. Yeah, but in this case, it yeah. kind of derails her credibility. It, I just under I don't understand why no one is asking her this question. Why would you not ask her that question? Well, you know, even if you asked her that question, I don't think she's going to give you a satisfactory answer. But you would, I agree with you. If if and I haven't heard the interview either, but I also don't but, think that Monty's going to ask those kinds of questions. Her answer is going to be telling anyway, no matter what she responds to it, whether it be I don't want to talk about it or that's different. I want to know. That's the question I want asked. So, and she won't come on this show, but she'll go on all these softball question places. She's more than welcome to come on this show anytime she'd like. Yes. We, we'll, we'll clear out the Am I the A-hole or uh, well, I mean, or, we uh, can tie that Cohen. In. We can tie Am I the A-hole in with the same <laughs> co- subject as the school committee. Actually, I believe yeah. the whole story yeah. is a big, long, extended yeah. Am I the A-hole. Am I the A-hole for getting offended at the term ladies written in an email by probably one of the most qualified yeah. candidates that we had. Right. Yeah. I, I just uh, I wish that somebody would take a little bit more charge. And, uh, you know, I'd be willing to ask that question to her. If she would appear on this show. Yeah, all the more reason why she's never going to appear on well, this show. You know, for all the times they were all saying, we're not talking to the media. That those, that's was all uh, yeah. in closed session. Well, now you're talking about it. And you're talking yeah. about it on national public radio. And, so, you know, yeah, go right ahead. And I have some more points about that. So we'll, we'll dive into that uh, coming up uh, after 8 o'clock. Uh, there's a reason why people smuggle drugs in backpacks, cars, and you know mules and things it's like convenient. that. Yeah, well, you, you you can't just give the post office your address and risk it having being brought to your front door. You don't want that. Happening. And you don't want to waste the stamps. A 41 year old man in Maine named Jeremy Mercier was just caught after he had three million dollars worth of fentanyl shipped to a local restaurant. The workers there got the crate and thought it was a bunch of mugs that they ordered. It wasn't mugs, so they called the police. About an hour later, Jeremy showed up asking about the shipment. And that's when he was arrested. Jeremy didn't work there. The shipping container was made to look like it contained motorcycle parts, and Jeremy runs a motorcycle shop in the area. Okay. So maybe he was just trying to make it seem like it was a delivery mistake. You know? Whatever the plan was. We didn't order this uh, fentanyl. Well, whatever the plan was, it didn't work. He's facing major charges, including aggravated illegal importation of scheduled drugs and aggravated trafficking of scheduled drugs and a whole bunch of other charges. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you guys see a crate that showed up here? Uh, I know we're like three miles away from each other, but I'm just wondering if there was a shipment that mistakenly got delivered here. <laughs> well, you know it's not going to show up as a menu item. That's for damn sure at the restaurant. No, but uh, see, that's the, that's the problem with having your stuff shipped somewhere else. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. I remember years ago... There was a Home Depot, uh, I'm sorry, Bone Deep Throat order. Yeah. Uh, somebody opened, somebody got a vanity from Bone Deep Throat, and the vanity had like 100 pounds of marijuana inside the vanity. Yes. And remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember this. This yeah. is going back like 20 years ago, maybe. Right. And then, uh, you know, it turns out somebody was, like somebody screwed up that whole drug transaction. Uh-huh. Somebody in the Bone Deep Throat warehouse was probably on the inside working that job. Screwed up. Oh, I thought it was uh, model number 64A, not 64B. Yeah, that's that screwed up the whole damn thing. Yeah, and then the whole thing was filled with drugs, which uh, I'd like a vanity full of drugs. I don't I don't really, you know, if I'm waiting for the drugs, I probably don't really need the vanity. Like, for example, those two people, uh, you know, 
in Springfield. I don't think vanity was a big thing for them. Well, it comes with a mirror, and you can uh, when you look into the mirror of the vanity, you can see the monkey on your back from all the drugs you've been Yeah, well, there's that, too. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, dry to start, then rainy for the rest of the day with a high of 54 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 57. 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.50 in the Eagles. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, going to be seemingly dry to start, but then uh, rain showers throughout the rest of the day uh, starting after 11 o'clock. High of 54. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. Looking at 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You could be one word away from your chance to win $1,000. Weekdays at 8, 11, 2, and 5. You listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. You enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win $1,000. That sounds pretty simple, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. So you got to listen. Uh, 8 o'clock is when we'll give you the next keyword to cash. For a thousand bucks, it's brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keo of the Nielsen team, Keller Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, I'm reading this story this morning because 22 News had uh, this as well. New York City police are asking residents to put a tracking device in their cars in the event that it is stolen. Though this warning is in regards to social media trends that have been contributing to car theft across the country. Uh, 22 News spoke with local tech experts on how this would work. Uh, they explained that a product such as an Apple AirTag is affordable and small and can be placed inside a car, but mostly in the vehicle's glove box, where experts tell us it's less likely to be found. If a vehicle is uh, stolen, the tag can communicate with other Apple devices and broadcast its location, which then people should contact the police to recover the vehicle. Mm. The only thing is, if you're a car thief and you're if I if I like, let's say you put an air tag in my car. Sure. After about 15 or 20 minutes, your phone will go off. And if you have an iPhone and say, hey, there's an Apple air tag that's been with you, you know, for, right. for X amount of times. And then you're able to find where that air tag is in the car. So how effective is that if somebody has the Apple device and can locate the air tag and just toss it out the window? I mean, you have to be um, able to access these again because they are battery powered, and eventually the battery is going to need to be replaced after about a year. That's a good question. Mm. I don't have an answer for that. Uh, mostly in a glove box. It's very easy for people to track everything from their lost keys to their car where they may not remember where they parked it. There's a number of things that can be tracked, including stolen vehicles, said uh, Tony Russell Smith. Service technician at Yes Computers in Northampton. If you're not an owner of an Apple phone, uh, Russell Smith adds that there are tracking devices for other smartphone brands. So you can put that in there. I don't know. Uh, again, how effective is it? I don't know. I know uh, whenever I'm looking for something in the glove box, I can never find it. So you know, maybe that's a good place to put it. I can't remember the last time I even used my glove box other than taking out the registration for the inspection. Right. That's about all I use it for. Yeah. I don't have any uh, drugs or guns or yeah, no, anything like that. I, I, I wouldn't put it in there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems so obvious. I uh, I put an AirTag in one of my suitcases when we went uh, traveling. How convenient that is because you can see that the bag is traveling from the plane to the baggage. You know how you're always wondering, when's my bag going to come out? Yeah. You can track it with the AirTag, which is pretty cool. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was wildly impressed. Yeah, I, I never I never bought the air tag. Yeah, but uh, you know I'm traveling next month. You know, maybe I should. Yeah, they're they're not bad. You can get a whole pack of them for like fifty bucks. You can get like four of them, I think. So they're about ten bucks a piece. 
a little more over ten bucks. Be, wait, wait, fifty bucks? Yeah, at ten dollars a piece, you get a pack of four. Yeah, so with tax and it's oh, almost okay. about fifty bucks. I was yeah. gonna say, it's yeah, like, you can get. To, listen to me trying to correct you on no, math. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just like a worse person for that. They're roughly about fifty dollars for gotcha. a pack of four of them, and gotcha. uh, they come in handy. I use them. I use them all the time. I use one for my uh, my wallet. Yeah. Uh, so, because I'm the kind of guy that loses my wallet all the time. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's you know, I, to be honest, I think it's a good idea to have them. You know, yeah. keys, wallets. Even if you put it, like, I'd even put it on my phone. So if my phone ever gets lost, I just have to pick up. Oh, yeah, I guess I would have to yeah, just do the find my phone thing. Uh, you wouldn't need to do that. But uh, it is kind of it's kind of creepy, though, uh, that you could track somebody that easily. By throwing one of those things. Well, in I mean, if you're car. if you're using it for, you know, uh, nefarious purposes. Yeah. yeah, that's creepy. But if you're using it just to. You know, save yourself the aggravation of losing stuff. There's no big whoop. Now, I, I had heard a story from uh, somebody who uh, she went to a, a, a garage, like a like a mechanic, and uh, the mechanic found the tracking device in her car. This is before Apple made it the ability that other people could discover your AirTag. Right. So uh, it was from an ex that put the AirTag underneath her floor mat. Really? Isn't that creepy? That's really That's creepy. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this is this is the problem with technology. There's always going to be somebody out there that uses it for the negative effects. You know, not that I uh not that I'm doing anything bad cuz I I I go home and that's all I do. Um but I don't want to be tracked all my movements. I mean, I know I probably am cuz I got a phone and all that other stuff, but I, it's just like did you see, uh, you've been watching Succession. Yeah. Where Connor was tracking the fiance. Yes. Uh, and wondering what every, why is she going to the grocery store? <laughs> why is she, you know, it's like, it's like, dude, stop. Like, stop doing that. That's creepy. It is creepy. Um, but that's the kind of thing that, yeah, that, that people will use it for. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody who uses it for a bad thing versus the good thing. And I, and I don't like that. No. I mean, I I, I, trust me that I'm not getting, not doing anything bad. I yeah. go home, I go to the store, I go back home. That's pretty much my day. Yeah. That's yeah. all you really need to do. That's all I do. Hey, how come uh, you haven't... Hey, are, uh, Bex, are you still alive? Your AirTag hasn't moved from your house in seven hours. Nope. Just laying on the couch. Yep, that's all I'm doing. Yep. Just, just playing Candy Crush and letting the day go by. Yeah. I got I got up off the couch to get some more snacks, but I don't take the AirTag with me, so it just stayed there. <laughs> it's 6.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I've been doing a little bit of math, and while that Aurea scene is a terrible idea, I've come up with a few fascinating mathematical conclusions. For example, I recently discovered that I am just shy of having enough money to purchase an NHL franchise. Granted, my interpretation of what constitutes being just shy might be open to scrutiny, but at the end of the day, I'm just a few hundred million dollars short. Otherwise, I'd be joining the group that's about to purchase the Ottawa Senators hockey franchise for a quick $1 billion. Now, admittedly, I have been unable to find the proper conversion table that would allow me to assess the current exchange rates between U.S. and Canadian currency, but if I could, then I'm sure I could contribute between two to three hundred dollars to purchase the team. 
Yesterday, it was announced that beloved rap mogul Snoop Dogg has joined businessman Nico Sparks in his bid to purchase the team. This would make the Senators the first minority-owned franchise in the NHL. The other top bidder for the team is the Remington Group, which boasts actor Ryan Reynolds as an investor. Now, obviously, this deal is still in the early stages and no deadlines have been set as to when the sale will be completed. But if Snoop and Nico need a few extra bucks to push their bid over the edge, then I would be more than happy to write a personal check in the amount of an impressive $231. Now, you might wonder, does Snoop know anything about owning a hockey franchise in the NHL? Well, let me take that profoundly ignorant question and ask you this. Does Ryan Reynolds? No, he does not. He may own part of a soccer team, but that's soccer. Meanwhile, Snoop posted on Instagram yesterday, quote, I want to bring hockey to my community. To me, that's a far more appealing idea because that has the potential to expand the fan base. Does Ryan Reynolds offer those kinds of possibilities? Apart from Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds can barely get enough people into a movie theater to watch his crummy movies. Listen, if my $231 check will move the needle on this thing for Snoop, then I am all in because to me, this is something that's long overdue. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber, Traeger, the big green egg, Rocky's has got every grilling implement and accessory a griller will ever need. Up your grilling game with Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Nagel on Rock 102. I don't know. Dan uh, Brown said dry to start and then rain, but it's raining pretty good out there right now. Uh, It's going to rain pretty much the whole day, uh, supposedly, if I'm getting my information correct. High of 54 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 58, 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You got a uh, keyword can't you have the same No, that's uh, that's the uh, next hour. <laughs> you know, we got uh, plenty of time before that happens. Oh, well in that case, uh there you go. Yeah, lady. This is still going on. This is still going on. Still going on. You know what it is? Maybe I'm pushing the ticket too much, but there's a lot of people out there that uh, are concerned about this whole situation going on in East Hampton with the whole ladies controversy. Right. Now, as much as I uh, I have a lot of respect for my radio colleagues. Which ones? I said some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no. I, I mean who? <laughs> well, I, so basically, uh, Monty Belmonte who uh, used to work for our company, now works for New England Public Media, which is like NPR, right? He, uh, he's he got a little afternoon radio show mm-hmm. uh, that he interviewed uh, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle. And here's that story from Mass Live yesterday. East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle told radio host of New England Public Media that the superintendent candidate who went public with a rescinded job offer and sparked a controversy about the word ladies left her confounded. Is it confounded or confounded? confounded, yes. Confounded, right? Yes. The idea of a good candidate or bad candidate, it's just too black and white, La Chapelle, a member of the school committee, said. It's just like one word wasn't dependent on offer rescinding. La Chapelle appeared on New England Public Radio's show The Fabulous 413 on Monday afternoon and spent part of the segment revisiting the superintendent search in East Hampton, which is currently on pause after two candidates ended uh, candidacies ended in controversial fashion. The first candidate offered the uh, role, Dr. Vito Perone, went public with his account of a rescinded job offer with press interviews 
on the weekend of April 1st and 2nd, in which he accused the East Hampton School Committee of revoking its offer after he was addressed after he addressed two school officials, both women as ladies, in an email. On Monday's radio show, La Chapelle said that school committee chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski clarified in a public statement that she took it as an insult and a microaggression, and I feel that is fine for her to define and to be respected. As for the reason for the rescinded job offer, the school committee decided on more than just the ladies' comment, according to La Chapelle on Monday. Mm-hmm. It was much more deep, as well as the context and how he addressed the whole school committee in that executive session, La Chapelle said. But then... Um, to go public with his own narrative is utterly confounding. You see, this is where I would say, if I was Mr. Belmonte, yeah. what do you mean by that? His own narrative. Isn't this not what you told him was the reason yeah. why you were rescinding the offer? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the narrative that he is sharing with everybody yeah. is the narrative that you told him to share. During the executive session on the night of the rescinded job offer, La Chapelle said school officials discussed Perone's qualities and noted that she herself changed her mind about Perone after initially supporting him. La Chapelle told the, the radio host that the school committee planned to, to state that the two parties could not come to an agreement and said Perone was told how no school committee member could legally speak about the matter of why the job was rescinded. But he, you know... Yeah, to, he wasn't held to that same, that same he belief. Wasn't, and yeah. he didn't want anybody thinking, I don't want anybody thinking I'm difficult making negotiations because we didn't even get to negotiations. Right. You just rescinded the job offer. And she said, and I, you know, faithfully said... What you say is up to you, but this is what we're going to do. Kuzinski had previously said... So, wait a minute. How how can you have it both ways and say, well, what you say is up to you, but I find it confounding that you would say what was up to you. Kuzinski has previously said there was more to the story, including disputes over contract negotiations, but two school committee members, Shannon Dunham and Lori Garcia, have resigned in protest of how officials handled Perone's candidacy. One school committee uh, member, Lori Garcia, told Mass Live last week... He has told the truth 100% of the time. We never negotiated. The only time there were any starts to negotiation was the first phone call after midnight and the email that came to us. There was never a back and forth. The second candidate offered the job, Dr. Erica Fuginski-Stark, dropped out after student complaints over social media posts regarding transgender participants in school sports. Now East Hampton officials are hoping to pause the superintendent search and have an interim superintendent appointed. Officials met over Zoom last night uh, to talk about, you know, that whole thing, and nothing really came of that meeting. Other yeah. Than this is the process we're going to take. You know, it's just, it it boggles my mind that nobody asks this woman, the mayor. Right. Lady. Um, don't say lady. I know. And don't say woman. But, but nobody asks her, you know, Okay, you yourself were involved in your own little controversy last year, which you, you know, made this racist comment to a student, and then after the backlash, you then apologized and were able to handle it with grace, and then go back and everybody seems to have forgotten about all that. Well, see, here's the difference between, you know, what she faced yesterday with Monty. Yeah. And we know Monty. He's not a bad guy, but, you know, he's not going to pitch... You know, a fastball at her. You know, he's he's going to ask questions that, you know, fit the moment. But if she were on this show, you're damn right we'd be asking her I that question. I would totally ask her that question. Absolutely. And and we would we would wait patiently for her to 
talk her way out of that because, to be honest, uh, there is something rather hypocritical about having been through that experience. Yeah. And then, you and, know, what, whatever Vito Perone said or didn't say is not okay. Even if he had, even if he had apologized, and, and for not it. only that that incident happened, but to for you as the as one of the deciding members of this thing to change your vote because you're like, oh yeah, that was very unprofessional. You yourself, Mayor LaChapelle, were very unprofessional when you addressed those students with your, you know, your uh, your vulgarity that you used and all right. that stuff. But again, people are forgiving because. It's a teachable moment, right? But but here's but if even if you just focused on what just happened mm-hmm. with the school committee, even if you just even if you ignore that that incident with the uh, about uh, uh, the, the racial first, incident, yeah. if you just focus on this, you have a sitting mayor uh, sitting on the on the school committee, and they may have violated open meeting laws. Yeah. You know, I mean, regardless of what it was about, well, if this is an open meeting law and you are the sitting mayor and you are on this committee by default because you happen to be the mayor, that's a really big problem because you could say, well, if they were willing to violate open meeting laws here, well, what's to say they couldn't all violate open meeting laws well, somebody else in you know, the, in in the city, and this is the feedback that you get from people who live in the town. And I I totally understand. You know, there's there's people that are on these forums, and you know, well, the small majority who's being the loudest isn't the majority. Uh, most people support this school committee. Uh, no, I they don't, don't. I don't think they do, and I don't. I think that you know the the. The buzz going around uh, via social media and within the in the regular media, uh, no. you're not doing yourself any favors. Most people in East Hampton, yeah, uh, registered voters, are kind of disgusted by this whole thing. Yeah, and they should be because, and, you know, what I just said about the you know the the open meeting laws. It's it's you know you have people now who are filing official complaints about just that. And if that's the thing they can focus on, and they and it winds up being the case that in fact they did violate open meeting laws, that's a huge problem and, for East Hampton. And you know, to 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 be touting yourself as a lawyer, you really don't understand the law. You, you violate. Well, you don't the understand law, that you know, law, right? But you know, it was said. You know, uh, Doctor Perone was in here and said. You know, he said she was said. I'm a lawyer, and that wouldn't fly anywhere. You know, the the idea that you use this microaggression. You might want to study up on that law book. Thing, you know, here's uh, a, you here, violated some open meeting laws. Here's the thing to keep in mind: she may be a lawyer. But do you realize that in every court case in America, there's a lawyer that loses the case? Yes, yes. There's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, under, you understand that, right? Well, listen, I mean, one I don't wins, know. one loses. I don't know what her GPA is, but uh, even if you get a lawyer just because he graduated from law school, you don't know where he <laughs> fell in that class. You don't, he just has a degree. And yeah. for all you know, they may have gotten the minimum score to pass yeah. the bar. Even the least scoring doctor gets to be a doctor. <laughs> Do you do you see what I'm saying with that? Uh, so you know, I would really like to to have a conversation with her, but I don't know if that's ever going to come to be. I I'm going to guess it's it's never going to happen. And you know, she has an open invitation on the show, 
but be be warned that we are going to ask hard questions because yeah. to be honest the people of East Hampton deserve to have those hard questions asked yeah but 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 to say uh, I'm I'm uh what did she say? Confounded. She's confounded. She's confounded. I'm conf- I can't believe that uh, somebody would would go off and and say the thing that we said we weren't going to say. It is an outrage that some would be someone would be outrageous with our outrageous uh, yeah. behavior. Yeah. You know what this is? They just thought this was going to go away, and Doctor Perone was just not going to say anything. And uh, yeah. well, that and was, if he didn't, then we wouldn't have known about any of this. That stuff. was a very bad assumption on their part. And that's what I'm talking about with the people who come to me and write to me and you know say, listen, this BS has been going on for years in this town, and we're finally starting to see it because somebody had the uh, the gall enough to come forward and say, this is what's going on. So there you go. <sighs> These ladies have got a lot to answer they, to. They, they definitely do. Yeah, ladies! Get funky. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Chick Rock at 729 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be rainy. Uh, well, I don't know. The sun is popping out now, so maybe that's what he was talking about, about being dry for a little while. But then the rain's going to come back in a high of 54 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 58. 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, uh, the keyword to cash, we're going to announce that next hour. You can hear that keyword at 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock today, 2 and 5. When you hear that uh, the keyword, you want to go to rock102.com before Midnight tonight for your chance to win $1,000. So that's coming up just after 8 o'clock. There you go. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies in. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank God. An American bald eagle has returned to the transmission tower at 22 News in Chicopee. After a long winter hiatus, hiatus, the, whatever, the eagle was perched on the tower Monday afternoon. In the past, there have been two eagles sitting on the tower. The eagle is seen squawking at something off camera, mm. which may have been the second eagle that typically visits. He's looking at uh, Brian Lapis's calves. Ah! <laughs> See the calves on that guy? Ah! You know, it's funny. Uh, they can't cover a, 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 a traffic accident that's like literally uh, less than three yards away from their <laughs> yeah. building. Well, they have to but, get the press release from the police department first. But they'll look at a, a bald eagle and all of a sudden that's uh, headline news. According to the Mass Division of Fisheries and Wildlife, bald eagles are the largest birds of prey in the mm. state with wingspans up to seven feet. As of 2018, 76 territorial pairs of bald eagles were identified in Massachusetts. Before 2012, bald eagles were listed as endangered in the state. Bald eagles usually live in coastal areas. Estuaries. What's an estuary? Estuary. What is that? Well, that's like a, that is like, a, I believe that's kind of like a, like a area of water that connects two larger bodies of water. Uh, no, no, no. That's the, uh, the name Dan Aykroyd gave to Robert Stack in Caddyshack 2. No, no, Steve. You're thinking of Mr. Esterhouse. <laughs> <clears throat> Their habitat includes large amounts of shoreline containing strands of forest for nesting and tall trees that rise above the forest canopy for perching mm. for unrestricted views. Learn more about bald eagles with this fact sheet provided by 22 News Ooh. via the Fisheries and Wildlife. Uh, 
I am uh, corrected that an estuary is actually a coastal a coastal body of water where fresh water from rivers and yeah. streams mix together. See, guys. there you go again, uh, yeah. making assumptions on what you think is what it is, and then somebody yeah. corrects you very quickly. No, actually, it's I, co- not. I corrected myself because I think what I was thinking of was tributary. Tributary? That's, yes, uh, right. that's the band that uh, our sales guy is in for the Eagles. No, that's a, uh, that's a tribute band for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called again? Already gone? Uh, uh, no, no. New kid good. in town? No, uh, it's not called that. Uh, uh, oh, long run? Uh, no, it's not that. Uh, uh, Seven uh, Bridges Road? Uh, hold on. Uh, 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 someone's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna learn it here. Okay, just a second. To, uh, the Eagles Experience. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't named after a song as the Eagles Experience. Well, Sorry, I'm, Tommy. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we know our coworker so well. <laughs> hey, what's that thing you do on the weekends? You're in a band. He's in a band that does very well. Uh, an 18-year-old man has been arrested after police seized two illegal firearms, including one ghost gun in Springfield. The Springfield Police Firearms Investigative Unit have been investigating 18-year-old Noah Torres of Springfield for several weeks for illegal firearms. On Saturday, detectives received information that Torres allegedly was in possession of a firearm. Torres was seen driving a vehicle, and police conducted a traffic stop near the intersection of Carew and Liberty Streets. As police approached the vehicle, they could see two firearms sitting on Torres's lap. Mr. Torres, had you had enrolled in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, <laughs> having two handguns yeah. uh, is all covered within the first couple of days. You don't leave that kind of thing hanging out on your lap for the police officer to see as he walks up to your car. Yeah, the, the best kind of weapons are the concealed ones. Uh, officers seized a firearm stolen out of Georgia, uh, a large capacity ghost gun, a 30 round magazine, and six bags of heroin. Uh, Torres was arrested and was charged with uh, all kinds of things like carrying a license, uh, firearm without a license, carrying a ghost gun, <laughs> receiving stolen property, and yada, I'm yada, sorry, yada, did yada. you say ghost? Yeah, yeah. Uh, possession of ammunition without a FID card, second offense. <laughs> Good you, thing those good thing those laws are working hard that yeah. uh, we we put people away for the first offense. Good thing you're learning your lesson. I don't think he. I don't think he's learning his lesson. Uh, I love. I love, uh, I love. I always appreciate when the law says second offense or third offense because that that says a whole lot more about the person than it was just like you know DUI his first one. You know, it's like it just shows here's a person that just cannot learn a lesson. Some people, uh, it takes a little longer for them to learn the lesson. Yeah, that's the truth. Chickabee police responded to the area around Lincoln Grove Park Monday evening for reports of kids walking around with firearms. Yeah, there's a bunch of kids over there with guns in the park. We'll get right on it, sir. <laughs> police said that when they arrived a little after 5.30 p.m., they saw the group uh, place a backpack on the ground and walk away. A pistol and an AR-style rifle was found inside. The kids were held while officers investigated. Police learned that both weapons were BB guns. However... The kids had concealed the orange tips to make them look real. Well, what did you expect? I mean, they're on there for a reason. Yeah. I'm not going to paint. I'm not going to keep that orange paint on there. How am I supposed to look cool and gangster with this orange paint all over the tip? Let's just put a little black on the top there. Nobody will even know the difference. You know, if you've got a BB gun and you're using that to look all badass and stuff, Maybe you need to think about, uh, I don't know, maybe changing your image up a little bit. Maybe, yeah. you know, looking like a badass isn't really for you. 
No. You know, maybe that's for some other guy. But it's not It's not you. Maybe they were uh, the Pearl Jam fans, and they want a glorified version of a pellet gun. Ooh, oh, listen yeah, to you. Yeah, like you're, pull a- you're reaching way back to pull out a great reference. See, I like that song. How come we don't play that song? Do we play that song? We don't play that song. Why not? I don't know. We I'm should. Not, I'm not in charge of that, uh, that kind of uh, decision. Uh, state lawmakers in Connecticut want to control the p- growing population of bears, and they said they have a plan to bring back bear hunting in Connecticut. Uh, bareback hunting? <laughs> well, I've done That's, that before. That sounds a little dangerous. With a bear, too. Really? Yeah. It seems uh, that reported bear encounters in the state have been on the rise. On Monday, a bear tried to break into a home in Avon, and weeks before that, an Avon woman was attacked by a bear. Lawmakers said they've been trying to find ways to stop the interactions and keep the bears in their natural habitat. Finding finding someone for feeding a bear is not enough, but on the other side, they don't want to hunt Yogi, says Representative uh, Eleni Kavros uh, de Graw, a Democrat. Representative Melissa Osborne, also a Democrat, says she believes uh, personal responsibility is key. Those of us who don't want the hunt need to be responsible for our behaviors and the things we're going to attract and habituate and habituate them, uh, Osborne said. Some of the people said they're having a hard time keeping bears away while some uh, mm. do simple chores. You know, I the agree. bears with, do simple chores? Like, no, like, uh, she does simple oh, chores. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what? That's really something well, for if, a bear. I mean, if you can get, let's say the bears mm. love swimming pools, but uh, listen, if they're going to want to swim in the swimming pool... You got to have them do the test strip and make sure there's enough chlorine in there yeah, and make sure you're not swimming in there at least a couple hours after you put some yeah, shock inside. At least, at least skim it to get the bugs off the top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. do that. Uh, the, the simple choice. When we're moving out of the house, the same mom and baby bears were trying to get in our garage while we were moving out. Uh, DeGraw said to her, her vote would depend on the language of the bill and the extent of the hunt with the incidents including three attacks in the last year i think it's really concerning that one was a child Uh according to the state department of energy environmental protection avon had more than 600 bear sightings over the past year here's a here's the tip and i I agree with this uh, one representative about like keeping the bears away don't put bird feeders in your backyard that is probably the most irresponsible thing you can do if you have bear sightings around because that's food and bears like food. If you don't have food in your backyard, then you're not going to be able to have the bears uh, come running around. And I think some people do this on purpose just to say, oh, my God, there was a bear in my backyard. Yeah. We had uh, we had some bird feeders in our backyard mm-hmm. and never had any bears. Uh, but we had squirrels and everything else. And uh, that thing came down when my dog got wrapped up in the pole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he decided to let his ass was on yeah. fire, and he literally ripped the pole out of the ground and now there's no bird feeder and so you know we were disappointed because yeah we like uh, we like the birds i was told by a landscaper years ago if you really want birds and stuff in your in your yard plant flowers put trees put bushes that attract birds that's a whole lot more work than just buying some bird seed and filling up a bird feeder. Yeah, but do you see the problem you're causing? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, listen, you're inviting the, the bears. I know the risk I've got. But I like bears. I think bears are awesome. I like bears no. when they travel to Northampton and try to climb up trees. All right. I thought I liked bears, too, until one of these uh, fine listeners uh, said, go ahead and Google hairless bear. I don't think you want to do that. <sighs> hairless? Hairless bear. Okay. and Hold on a second. They are nasty looking. Hairless, but Jesus! I Christ! know, I know. 
That the looks- hell? See, this is uh, this is like when you see drawings of like uh, when they talk about the New Jersey Devil, you know, the one they've seen all over the state in New Jersey. Yeah, this could be that. Oh, it could my. be a bear who has alopecia. Okay, first of all, who's shaving the bear? And then secondly, how's that bear even uh, allowed to go out in public looking like that? Well, it could be a diseased bear. Well, maybe it's a diseased bear, or maybe like you say, an alopecia bear. I don't know. Well, he's still got the mutton chops. At least he's got. See, I'm telling you, mutton chops are coming back. And the I bears hope they are don't. bringing it, and the I, bears are bringing it. I really hope they don't. My God, what a horrible Is, looking that. You know, they're so cute and cuddly when they're full of hair, but yeah. when they when you got them all bald and stuff, they are nasty, nasty looking animals. Yeah. Their heads kind of look like, uh, I don't know, kind of like you know, messed up kangaroos or something. Yeah, like hyenas or something. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're oh, gross looking. Jesus. Aren't you glad I turned you on to that? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I don't have any birds seed in the house. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today could see uh, some dry spots like there is right now and then uh, mostly rain for the rest of the day with a high of 54. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 and with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds this morning and then all rain by this afternoon with a high of 54. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. 48 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, the uh, the daily podcast going to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. So if you missed any part of today's show or any Bax and Nagel show, just download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. And that way you can catch up. Listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is Cranberry's drummer, Fergal Lawler, a band that uh, sold more than 50 million albums during their their career. They get their 30th anniversary of their debut album. That's out. And we'll uh, talk, talk to Fergal about that, the band, and also about the death of Dolores O'Reardon, their lead singer. Real cool stuff. Make sure you check that out on rock102.com. Well, once I, uh, I will hear that, but now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, of course, uh, you know, Saturday night in Toronto, uh, we didn't have the celebration we could have here with the, uh, the Bruins, but uh, Toronto, after the Maple Leafs won the series yeah. against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a drunk man was arrested for slapping a police horse on the hind quarters. <laughs> okay. This is what it may have sounded like. Who Maple Leafs, eh? What is with people uh, needing, feeling the need to uh, abuse an animal uh, after their team has won? I can see over flipping a car, mm. torching a business. Oh, yeah. Uh, but a poor, helpless animal? Why yeah, would you do that? There's, uh, there's nothing uh, good about that. No good can come from slapping an animal on the behind. A lot of good can come from you know, throwing a brick through a plate glass window and stealing a TV. That's true. I've seen enough videos, though, where people get kicked by a horse. If you did something like that to the yeah. back of the horse. And you know what? I uh, believe that could be very dangerous. Horses have got very powerful legs. Especially if you, you know, hit you right in the, right where it counts. Yeah, you know right there saying? or in the chest or in the face. Uh, clip number two, a woman in New York City accidentally locked herself on the roof of her apartment building. Here she is with her unique escape plan that worked. I got locked in my roof and nobody's available to come help me out, so I ordered Uber Eats. I put in the instructions that you have to just buzz every apartment until someone lets you in and then come up to the roof and let me out. Thank you. Ah, somebody finally let her out. All right, but what happens if the guy is delivering the food and the door closes behind him? Now you got two people on the roof that can't get down. Yeah. 
Listen, stop asking uh, logistic uh, logistical questions about this and well, just do you be order, happy that she got saved. Well, do you order another meal? That's what, That was going to be my question. Yeah, all of a sudden you got 20 Uber Uber, Uber Eats drivers with uh, all that. Where are we supposed to go with this? Thing? Yeah, now you, now you got everybody, on the, you know, 25 people on the roof. Yeah, well, hey, uh, at least she was saved. She didn't have to deal with that kind of thing. Uh, clip number three, a Rhode Island man fought off would-be catalytic converter thieves when they attempted to steal it off his car while he was inside of it eating his breakfast. Here is Francisco Medrano talking about being attacked. I hear a grinding noise. I look in the in the passenger um, mirror and I see just two legs under my car and I just jumped out. And I've always wondered what would happen if I caught somebody in the act and I guess it happened. Somebody stabbed me in the face with a sawzall. I ended up Whoa. pulling the sawzall from the guy. Somebody in the back was hitting me with a pipe. All right, if I see that, I'm starting the car and I'm backing up as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah, I don't like the idea of getting a sawzall in the face. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're, you're you're supposed to just turn the car on and put it in gear and go. That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> I, whew, look, wanna... at his, look at his little legs peering out from under the car. <laughs> yeah, at least if you crush his legs with your car, he's not going to chase after you with a sawzall. Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to be uh, chopped up with a sawzall. No, I saw I don't that know. happen on uh, The Sopranos once, and they uh, grinded him up into meat. Yeah, not pretty. Yeah. Uh, and a final clip here. An Arizona mother and her children were attacked by bees while taking photos over the weekend. The quick-thinking mother was able to get both of the kids to safety inside of a car, but took the brunt of over 75 stings. Here is the grandmother's 911 call. Please hurry, please hurry. My daughter can't get in the car. She's being attacked by bees. She's, my granddaughters are with her. Please send some help. Okay, how, how many people are being attacked by bees? I just think my daughter. Okay, you don't think that the two granddaughters are as well? I don't know. I'm trying to get back to her. She just called me. Okay, I'm trying to find her. Okay, well, I want you to be careful as well and not get attacked also. I am. I am. I am. I was also uh, thinking of the uh, Tommy Boy scene where they didn't want to get caught for drunk driving, so they pretended there was bees in their car, and they were running around the car going, bees, bees, to which a state trooper says, okay, son, just roll around on the ground for a little while, and then they all left. That doesn't usually happen in real life. Well, it's too bad because it's a, it's a good plan. And there you go. That's, uh, that's Now Hear This. It is 7.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Show me the money. Like you are winning up. Rock102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And you too with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds this morning and then rain for the rest of the day. High of 54. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, before we get into uh, what we're going to do, and this is going to be something pretty special, I can tell you that right now. But uh, before we get into any of that, uh, it is time for the keyword to cash. Oh. The $1,000 keyword for today. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Are you really ready? You're just telling me you're ready. I'm not ready ever for this, but go ahead. How about now? Now, okay. Now? Sure. Okay. Today's keyword is the word mm-hmm. wealthy. That's wealthy. W-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Wealthy. That's W is in wealthy. E is in Everybody would like to be wealthy. A as in anyone can be wealthy. L as in... uh, Let's get wealthy. Let's get wealthy. T as in uh, 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 wealthy. Okay, that's good enough. Anyway, here's what you got to do. In order to get that chance to win $1,000, you have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword for a chance to win $1,000. You just go to rock102.com and boom, 
you are eligible to win. Your $1,000 keyword for today is wealthy, W-E-A-L-H-T-Y. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, uh, she worked for the Daily Hampshire Gazette the other day when they had that uh, that former school committee member who filed a complaint. Yeah. The headline said, uh, former school committee files compliant with open meeting law. Well, I guess they were. Yeah, I guess I they guess were. I guess that thing was on the up and up. But uh, never mind that. Today is a sad day. If you could read my mind, love. <sighs> yeah, Canadian singer-songwriter uh, Gordon Lightfoot died last night. He was 84 years old. 84. Here's a little montage of some of his best-known ditties. Ooh, 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 this is my favorite. That's a good one. I was always uh, partial to Sundown myself. His uh, That song, Early Morning Rain, was a hit by Elvis. Yeah, yeah a lot of people uh, sang his songs. Uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Johnny Cash... If others. Well, I was going to say, it would have to be somebody Bob You know, I mean, I, I, I always felt he kind of mumbled through a lot of his words, but, you know, listening back. Well, he, I hear, I understand every word he's saying. He it's like sang, he's singing right to me. He sang like that because uh, one time he stepped on a rusty nail as a child and mm. didn't get a tetanus shot, and then he got lockjaw. Yeah. And then uh, his mother was like, well, you know, you can still play the guitar, Gordon. You can still play the guitar, and you can sing a little bit, so go ahead. Here's the amazing part about this, and you know, in, in trying to research as much about Gordon Lightfoot as I possibly can, yeah. I can tell you this. There are, according to StubHub, there are eight remaining tickets for his show on June 10th at the Sunrise Theater in, theater in Port Pierce, Florida. Well, you better get them before they're all sold out. Yeah, I'm going to guess there's going to be a substantial number of refunds from June 10th to October 14th. A couple of things. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know who Gordon Lightfoot was when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I had heard the song "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald," but I didn't. Uh, all I I had just heard the song "Sundown," but I never knew who it was that sang it. Well, that was him. And then uh, back in the late '80s, my parents decided, wouldn't it be a hoot if we got uh, instead of having a regular answering machine message, we get this uh, tape full of parody TV theme songs and and covers right. of other songs. Uh, to let people know that we're not at home right now and just leave a message. And uh, w- the song was Sundown, a parody of Sundown. It says, Sometimes I think it's a shame when you don't leave your number and you don't leave your name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very that's well very That's clever. how I discovered who actually Gordon Lightfoot really? was. Yeah, because then it was like, you know, that's how you, that's how you, you find things out. Years ago, I uh, was with a bunch of buddies of mine, and we all went sailing in oh. Lake Gichigumi, oh, which you know, Lake Superior. Uh, it's the it's the lake they call Gichigumi, right? Yeah. Anyway, there was a guy because we were going to be on Lake Gichigumi, Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. This guy brings his gigantic boombox. Remember the old boombox? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, he had one cassette that he was going to play during the entire three days on this sailing trip. Yeah. The best of Gordon Lightfoot. And I heard Gordon Lightfoot for three straight days. And, you know, the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is great. You know, record of the Edmund Fitzgerald and if you could read my mind, yeah. Sundown, which I love, still love uh, Carefree Highway, another good one. 
But after three days of it, I wanted to not only throw the guy who brought the boombox <laughs> off the side of the boat, but I also wanted to destroy <laughs> the boombox and the cassette. Dude, how many D batteries did you bring with you? Because uh, uh, he things- brought two or three sleeves yeah. of, D, of D cells. Probably $50 on batteries back yeah. in the day. That was a lot of money back then. Now, no disrespect to Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, uh, his music is wonderful. It's a, it's a beautiful catalog of song. But three days in the middle of a lake on a cold, cold lake. Yeah, there's only so much Gordon Lightfoot that you can take. Here's a here's an interesting fact about the uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, it only took one take uh, from the. This is from the Prime Video documentary Gordon Lightfoot. If you could read my mind, this is his uh, band members uh, talking about the first time they ever played the song. Tape was rolling. Barry said to Gordon, "When do you want me to come in?" And he said, "I'll give you a nod." We get to whatever it is, the third verse, and Gord gives me the big nod. I do a drum fill to come in. We went right through the song, top to bottom. It was very elemental and raw, but it had magic to it. It was not only a first take. It was the first time we'd ever played the song. That's the record. That's pretty impressive. That's unbelievable. That's very impressive. To, to That's a six-and-a-half-minute song. Uh, is it, I think it's longer than that, isn't it? Well, the version that I got is six and a half minutes. All right, well, let's uh, maybe we should listen to it. Okay, you want to listen to it? Yeah. All right, well, uh, then, uh, well, here we go. Came through. This is uh, one of the greatest songs ever. Sure is. By Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Rock 102 WAQI. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. The lake is said never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November come early. All right, uh, that was a good first take there. Uh, the ship uh, was oh, okay. Not more cowbell. Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most. For the crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. And later that night when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they've been feeling? Oh, this is where it gets bad. Yeah, this is this is the solo part. Oh, it gets better. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound When the wave broke over the railing And every man knew as the captain knew as the captain did too T'was a witch of November come stealing The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait When the gales of November came slashing Afternoon came, it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane with wind. Summertime came, the old 
cook came on deck saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed ya. At 7 p.m. Hold on. At, at 7 p.m. Monday, Nashway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. How does he know what he said? I don't know. The captain wherein he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. Later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Meow, 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 Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the wave turns the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they have, the searchers all say they have made whitefish babe. They've 15 more miles behind her. We would have needed a couple of takes. Yeah, we probably would. They might, might have split up or they might have capsized. And they may have broke deep into quarters. And all that remains is a Faces and the names of the wives, the sons, and the daughters. What a horrible song. What are you talking about? It's a beautiful song. It's beautiful. Tragic. It's tragic, but beautiful. Yes, but uh, do we really want to be uh, highlighting tragedy? Well, we're highlighting a classic song. That's what I feel like a high, uh, highlighting. Like mm. this. Liquor and sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Michigan seems like a young man's dreams of the islands and bays of her sportsmen. And farther below Lake Ontario, takes on a quick earring and send her. The iron boats grow as the mariners all know, with the gales of November remember. Catch his breath. In a musty old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the Maritime Sailors Cathedral. The bell church. Oh, hey now, hey now. Church bells chimed to the right 29 times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. The legend lives on from the Chippewa down the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Superior, they say, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. Wow. Tell you what, man. Gave it my all on that one. Wait a minute. I thought Gordon Lightfoot was the ship. No, Edmund no. Edmund Fitzgerald was the singer. No. Gordon Lightfoot was the singer. Otherwise, it'd be the wreck of the Andrea Doria. And yeah, it was run into by the Cat Stevens. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The Andrea Doria collided with the Stockholm and dense fog 21 miles off the coast of Nantucket. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
Bailandi.com. 8.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Yeah, right. There's all kinds of crime and everything uh, going on around here. But hey, wouldn't you want to know what happened to the 275-pound bear that uh, fell out of a tree on Sunday after it was shot by a tranquilizer gun? No, Steve. Uh, do tell. A uh, 275-pound adult bear caused a stir in downtown Northampton on Sunday by climbing a tree next to the courthouse and remaining there. Well, maybe he was waiting for arraignment the next day. Uh, it's possible. Officials used a tranquilizer dart on the animal, causing it to fall more than 10 feet off the tree and onto the ground. Dave Waddles, the black bear biologist with the uh, Massachusetts Environmental Police, said Monday that the bear survived the fall. That's a good flex for picking up chicks. What's your uh, What's your deal? I'm a black bear biologist. <clears throat> Compared to what uh, other people do for a living, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Are you a hairless black bear oh my god i don't uh, want to see that picture yeah. again waddle said the capture of the bear quote didn't go 100 percent smoothly when the bear slipped off the tree responders with a net were not able to catch the bear as it fell oh come on yeah it's too bad. that was unfortunate waddle said adding that catching a falling bear is a lot easier said than done nevertheless the bear appears to have come out okay waddle said environmental police officers took the bear to a wooded area and released it while it was still under the effect of the drug on sunday Police stayed with the animal for a while that day and returned Monday morning. The bear was gone, Waddle said. I'd still like to know what the hell the bear was doing at the courthouse on a Sunday. Well, uh, I mean, even, even if the bear were called for jury duty, you wouldn't have to report until Monday morning. And if you call on Friday, you can find out whether you're even needed on a Monday. Yeah, I guess you could. Because <laughs> anyway. you know, oftentimes they say, you know, you're not needed. Thanks for, uh, thanks for showing up. You've, you've, uh, you've fulfilled your civic obligation. Listen, listen. I'm going down to the courthouse because I come home Sunday morning. We were gone all weekend, the three of us. My uh myself, my wife, my my little one, right? We're <laughs> gone for the weekend. We come home. Yeah. There's this blonde woman. Uh, we come in the house. There, there, the porridge is gone. Mm-hmm. This blonde woman is sleeping in uh, my kid's uh, bed. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here? Oh, it's the old same old story, isn't it? Turns out she's a squatter. Because if you didn't know, in Massachusetts, if somebody stays in your house more than two nights, mm-hmm. they are considered now a tenant. So he's going down to the courthouse to find out what he can do about the squatter's rights yeah. that this blonde uh, kind of commandeered his uh, his home. Yeah, but but even the bear should know that Northampton Housing Court does not open until at least nine eight o'clock or nine o'clock on a Monday morning. Yeah, at the ver- at, 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 at the very least. Yeah, I, well, but maybe you got to get there early. Maybe he knows how long the line is, and then had to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Video of the fall taken by Rachel Baker showed safety officials trying to catch the bear uh, in a net as it slumped over from the tranquilizer. The bear slipped down and fell more than 10 feet. Officials missed uh, with their net, and the bear hit the ground. Waddle said that this bear had been reported in other parts of Northampton over the past week. Often uh, food sources left outside, like Phil Bird Feeders, can attract bears. Uh, during previous encounters with the bear, officials tried to babysit, uh, uh, babysit, but primarily left it alone. Officials decided to intervene when the bear was downtown because so many people were nearby. You know, I mentioned this yesterday, and uh, it may have seemed like a flippant com- uh, comment, but the, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking there's something to this. It is possible 
that the uh, the bear in question could have had a massive cocaine problem. Apparently, that's uh, that's kind of getting thing in, now. That's get that's a thing now. It's getting mm-hmm. into uh, you know bear territory. You know, the rails of coke all over the place, like it's like it's uh, like it's you know a Charlie Sheen at a party. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and next thing you know. I mean, you ever see someone like really high on coke and they think they can do any anything? Well, here's this bear probably doing you know big uh, doing an eight ball, yeah. thinks he can climb up a tree and uh, you know maybe climb his, up the, the 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 side of the courthouse. His black bear drug den. You see what I'm getting at? Looks like Charlie Sheen's coffee table. That's right. right? That's yeah. right. There's just piles of snow everywhere. You now he's been hibernating for a couple months. Yeah. Comes out first thing he wants to do is uh, do a little bit, and boom. All of a sudden, he's up a tree, can't figure out how to get down. Yeah, comes into Northampton, uh, says, hey, uh, how come there was all these closed businesses on Main Street? <laughs> they, what happened to Eric They Sh- weren't here before hibernation. Yeah, Eric Shore said he was going to put all these businesses here, and now there's nothing here. What's going on? I bet hope he doesn't do that in Holyoke either. Maybe he was at the courthouse yeah. to apply for a liquor license. Officials use oh, tra- the same liquor license that Eric Shore's yeah. been hoarding for himself for years. Oh, I got to get in on that liquor license. <laughs> Look, I brought you a bushel of berries. <laughs> can I have some? Can I have one of those? Can I have one? Just one? Officials use tranquilizers on bears about two to four times per year, uh, mainly when they're in urban areas. Waddle said they have done this in recent years in Northampton, Springfield, Worcester, and Holyoke. Waddle said that this bear in particular had a rough go of it uh, even before the fall. The bear had previously been reported in Northampton, walked with a limp on one of its rear legs, which Waddle speculated was from a previous car crash. Oh, this, this bear gets around. No kidding. We received a lot of calls about a bear with uh, that had a limp in its hind leg and assuming this is the same animal. Yeah, you know why it had a limp in its... Now it's got a limp on the other leg because it broke it when it came out of the tree. Yeah. Now you got a, a, a bear that's only walking on his front paws. He was what? pretty high up in that tree. Ten feet. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's that's pretty damn high. Ten feet without having the, you know, you don't have that reactionary. Like he can't put his paws out and keep himself from falling. Like no, he just boom right on the ground. Two hundred and seventy-five pounds of bear falling yeah. uh, like like dead weight. Waddle said uh, people who encounter bears near their homes in urban settings should avoid the temptation to get closer for a photograph and keep their distance. He also said people should secure the food outside their homes. So bears don't get attracted to the area in the first place. The biggest thing we ask is that people secure foods around their homes, businesses, and communities. They like trash. They're basically giant raccoons is what they are. They'll eat anything. They will. Yeah. They'll, they'll eat the, the whole thing. But raccoons are very smart animals. Yeah. They're very intelligent. You can actually uh, reason with them. A bear that's hungry, up in a tree, high on coke, waiting for, the, uh, for housing court to open. Yeah. Nothing reasonable about anything uh, with that bear. Sir, what's your business here? (laughs) This bitch won't leave my house. Tried to get her out two days ago. (laughs) It's been there, eating all my food. Can't get her out. She said she was... (laughs) Says man a lot, you know. Had to change his whole wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's boogie it's booger bear booger booger bear booger right? bear right. right uh east hampton school officials laid out on monday the first steps in finding a temporary leader of the district last week school committee members decided to pause the superintendent search that gained national attention over the past month after two finalists ended their candidacies in controversy for now officials will move forward in installing an interim superintendent in a much more condensed search with the goal of hiring temporary leader for a year or two 
Yeah, which is just enough time for the mayor to not have to be reelected. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like she has very uh, high aspirations uh, in state government. The uh, the mayor, uh, after uh, refusing to answer our phone calls, uh, found herself on uh, public radio yesterday to say a thing or two about saying absolutely nothing. To say a thing or two uh, in which a host, which I've reached out to this host and asked him why he didn't ask her about the whole racist incident that she was involved in in making her decision on mm-hmm. whether or not uh, Dr. Perone was a good fit for that superintendent job. I'm sure we'll never get the answer to no, that. No, I'm sure. Uh, the search won't be as extensive as the search for the permanent superintendent, but the search for an interim is expected to include a site visit by candidates to offer them an opportunity to meet with the members of the East Hampton School District. We want uh, them to meet some of our key leadership members, uh, Marin Goldstein said at Monday's meeting, and then a site visit to both of those schools. You see, this is a result of our actions. None of the students or faculty have faith in any of us. <laughs> How do you enjoy your visit, madam? <laughs> Don't call her madam. That's a hyperaggression. A hyperaggression? A microaggression. Whatever, yeah. Well, Monday's meeting was the first since two members, Shannon Dunham and Lori Garcia, resigned. We know the whole story now. It's yeah. just a, it's just kind of getting a, a little out of control here with the thing. Hey, by the way, there's a there's breakfast outside in the hallway. Uh, why I'm going to go get some of that. I'm going to be on that breakfast like a bear in a tree. You're uh, a... <laughs> You're, it's going to be gone faster than the superintendent position in East Hampton. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a, a mix of sun and clouds this morning and then all rain by this afternoon with a high of 54. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 57. Looking at 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, it might be raining <clears throat> today. Yeah. But there's nothing but sunshine here on the 45 Fisher Avenue. Uh, thanks to the folks at uh, Autumn Mist Farm to Table. I got to tell you, they dropped off a whole bunch of stuff for us. They were uh, located on uh, Westfield Street in Feeding Hills. Yeah. Fantastic. It's the old um, the, the restaurant portion in the, in the sales uh, thing where you can buy all the meat. Yeah. That's the old 911 Burgers and Dogs. Oh, on okay. Street. That, yes. Uh, they, they, they took over. Their farm is about a mile down the road. Uh, but it's. It's like fresh meat. Like it's all meat. I can I can taste the feeding hills in this sandwich. <laughs> all the meat is from the wow. the cattle raised there at the uh, at the Autumnist farm and then uh, then they process it and all that stuff and then they they turn around and sell it. They got some pretty good cuts of meat over yeah. there. Yeah. And it, you know it's 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 like one of those uh, non you know, GMO type of uh, farm uh, mm-hmm. situations so the cow the you know the cows get to roam around uh, Enjoy themselves, chewing you know, chewing grass all day. Yeah, no GMOs over there. No, hey, listen, what you, you do in your own time is your business. Um, but uh, no, thanks very much to the folks at Automist. It was uh, absolutely delicious. Yeah, you should stop by there. Grab. I, we had uh, I had a bacon blue burger. I had a, uh, I had a Gouda burger. It was a Gouda. It was good. It a was smoked delicious. Gouda. Ooh, that was good. And I like. Uh, I'm a big fan of sausage egg and cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite breakfast sandwich. Is the sausage egg and cheese? Sure. And this one. Clearly did not disappoint with a nice little hash brown to go with that. Ooh, even better. Yeah, there's there's more food out there. No, I know. I just I'm yeah, there's like chili dogs in there. There's kielbasa egg and cheese. I haven't had a chili dog since I was uh, behind the tasty freeze. I was sucking down chili dogs. Never yeah. you should have never have hung out with that guy. <laughs> You're telling me. Only uh, nothing but bad things. Nothing but uh, terrible things. No. Anyway. But uh, no, thanks again. The uh, Autumnista Farms on uh, mm-hmm. 
in uh, Westfield Street in Agawam. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tomorrow, um, actually, I probably not tomorrow. Uh, Eleven o'clock today. The next time you're going to hear the uh, the keyword to cash, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, you could win a thousand dollars. Eleven o'clock is the next time you'll hear it with Dan, and then two o'clock, and then five o'clock today. When you uh, hear that uh, keyword, you go to rock102.com, plug it in before midnight. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. It's all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keo and the Nielsen team, Keller Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, Speaking of farms, the raw milk thing, we're back on that again. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Raw milk consumers and sellers are once again asking lawmakers to expand access to the controversial dairy product. Regulators are weary of doing this. Raw milk can contain a variety of disease-causing pathogens. You know what? With all the stuff that you pump full of chemicals into a cow... Mm-hmm. There's cancer-causing agents in some of those things, too. So what's the deal about getting raw milk? Do you realize that you are probably more likely to catch diseases, including cancer, by eating processed food that Mm -hmm. you would find on every shelf in a grocery store? Yeah. Those are just as as dangerous. Seed oils, you know, all these kinds of things that are are notoriously bad for you are every bit as dangerous as drinking raw milk. If you don't want raw milk, there's no one saying you have to buy raw milk. But yeah. if you're one of those people that likes. that uh, likes raw milk or would like to or, or feels as if it's good for you, then go ahead, drink some raw milk. What could po- Listen, if you get sick on it, okay, you may get sick, but you can get sick on uh, any number of things. Oh, you could get sick on uh, wild mushrooms. Uh you could get sick on uh, any number of uh, outdoor items. You, you could- know that are natural. How many times you heard about, you know, lettuce coming down with like a case of listeria, you know, bag lettuce? That happens nearly every year that yes. there's a recall on sal- on prepared salad products. People have a hard time uh, uh, believing that human beings have the ability to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't want raw milk, I don't have to have raw milk. But if I want raw milk, I should be you able know, to get raw milk. I, I saw a really interesting uh, video not too long ago of a guy explaining how, you know, we eat chickens and cows because yeah. that's always the way it's been. See, I always thought it was because they're delicious. No, but that's because what we have, what we have uh, you know, kind of made as our primary sources of food with the pigs, the chickens, and the cows. Mm-hmm. Well, who's having sex with the chicken? They're all having sex with the chicken. That's perverse. But uh, my point is that he, or his point in the video, was that we have all these things that are available to us, but why is it that way? Why wouldn't you be able to eat another animal uh, that has healthier aspects to it? Why is it particularly these three animals that are pushed on us all the time? You know, you um, can go into Arnold's and buy rabbit. You can buy sure. uh, deer. You can buy, you know, venison or whatever. You Some can people have a, a just for whatever reason they get like a mental problem with eating game meat yeah. or anything that's that's not traditional <laughs> game, game meat. meat. Well, because a lot of people don't know how to cook that stuff. Right. Like you can you can cook rabbit and dry the hell dry it to pieces because it's a very low-fat meat, but it's healthy for you. You know what they say is like one of the most healthiest things you could eat? Why? Liver. Beef liver. Yeah, you know what? I'm not doing that. I, I, you know, I don't mind liver, but I know if I make liver in the house, I'm the only one going to eat the liver. My father used to do the, I'm getting drunk and I'm hungry, I'm going to cook, I'm going to get a liver and onion sandwich. Yeah. And he would take out, because liver was so cheap, it still is. Mm-hmm. 
Liver's uh, cheap, uh, and that was like something they ate during the Depression era when, yeah. when he was a kid. Okay, but we're not in the Depression anymore. Right. We don't need to eat that But anymore. it is the most nutrient-rich meat and it there is. And it is the most disgusting. I just can't get around that, that like, film stuff on the outside of it. Like, the whatever that- uh, It's like a membrane. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Insane I know. in the membrane. Insane to the brain. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I can't do it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like I said, I don't mind liver, but not enough to go have it. Yeah, you know, ever see like the 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 Liver King on uh, on uh, TikTok? Wasn't that with Robin Williams, where the wife got into a car and then uh, had to have jaw surgery because a car came and smashed the car she was into? And uh, that's exactly was- what I'm talking about. Yeah. What? No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of the Fisher King, <laughs> right? Uh, who uh, I believe uh, <laughs> I believe. Ate raw liver and testicles as, yeah, a, as well, part of his yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that guy you know eats uh, you know, like a raw diet of, of of meat and eats a couple of ounces That's of cool. liver at every meal. Now that guy is loaded with steroids. You know, yeah, he just but he's admitted that he's taking the steroids. But the concept of of liver is actually not a crazy one, mm-hmm. in the sense that you know if you cook the liver, you get rid of some of the uh, the nutrients that are in it. But you know most people just can't. Can't well, take it. It's got a lot of iron in it. Yeah, that's what it's good for. It's got a lot of different things. In yeah, it. but I couldn't. I mean, not. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy eating like a whole pound of liver. because yeah, nobody else in the house is going to join me. I don't want to eat liver. Yeah, I'd rather know. eat delicious farm-to-table meat from Otis Mi- oh, uh, Miss Farms. Man, that's like awful good yeah. stuff. It's uh, eight fifty-eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock 102 wants to know 